0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Joker and Dolphin Game Pod. I'm Mark, and as always, enjoyed by Matthew. Morning. And Nathan. Welcome back. Yes, we're back for part two of the summer game fest, gaming festival. extravaganza festival thing. Yep. Bonanza. <laughs> what is it?
1: Presented by Jeff Keely
0: and friends. Jeff Keely and, and friends. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It only feels like yesterday since we last
0: recorded. It does. Funny that so we spoke about uh on the last pod uh the Super game fest event and of course the xbox bethesda one so because there was so much to talk about we decided right we're going to make this separate pod and we're just going to talk about all the other stuff that we saw and took our interest mm. now i watched a ton of events you guys watched some events <laughs> we'll go through the things that took our interest right shall i kick off then? yep go on then Mark. as well okay so I'm going to start with the, the Upload VR Showcase. So if okay. you can guess, that's about VR games. Do you guys like Nerf guns? I have two yes. of them, yes. Oh, well, right, this is right down. Oh, you then. So we've got the Nerf Ultimate Championship VR mm. game. So this is like a multiplayer arena shooter with, of course, Nerf guns. And it includes, like, parkour aspects. So you've got sprinting. Double, uh, double jumping and wall running. And it's got like um, like game modes such as ones that you can't see, you know, like domination and things like that. But oh, yeah. Get a control oh, point and okay. then you have to capture a, capture a central point and that kind of thing. Uh, but that comes out on uh, MetaQuest 2 on August the 25th. So, not too long to wait for that. Um, then there's Cosmonius High which I didn't even know existed. But this is from uh, Alchemy Labs, who made Job Simulator. And you guys know I love well,
2: Job yeah, Simulator. Your favorite for yeah. here, then.
0: But this, didn't come, this hasn't come to PSVR. So this is why I've completely missed it. Oh, okay. So this is a... Uh, you are enrolled in a colorful space school, and you uh, work alongside um, alien classmates. But they just introduced an ex- uh, accessibility update for that game. I don't actually know when the game came out, but yeah so you can actually complete the game with one hand no power oh that's good Hmm. uh i need to get a meta quest i need to get on that because that does look really fun don't know why i didn't come to psvr but yeah that
1: that nerf games make me want to get it as well yeah i think
0: about 250 quid so
2: Hmm. I'm, i'm all about the resident evil 4 vr they did for it so
0: That didn't come up on this though unfortunately, but no. It's, okay. it's already up. Yeah, yeah no, that, that, that's why I remember. Like, <laughs> there's a different, uh, yeah, yeah. That's why it's There's, there's, there's two Resident <laughs>
2: Evil 4s now. You've got to be careful on that. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, and then we had um, the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but based know.
2: off the, like, show or
0: something? Yeah. It's a very peculiar looking thing. It's very spooky, as you might imagine. Very trippy. Imagine. Yeah, it's, it's, so it includes, like, um, you can play through three mind-bending stories. And it's... It had, like, alien ships, shape-shifting worlds, so, like, things were, like, bending over, and it's, like... Oh! Like, in a different world, it was really odd. But that comes out July 14th, that's on MetaQuest. Basically, just about everything on here is on MetaQuest. (laughs) I don't think they ever mentioned, like, PSVR or whatever. Uh, We've got Hubris, a sci-fi action-adventure game, and you appear to be on an alien planet, which involves plenty of shooting. You've Got like uh, you've got like climbing, swimming, jumping, and you gather and salvage resources, uh, using them to craft weapons and tools. Yeah, and you can control vehicles and these mechanical devices and things like that. Um, and, and you fight alongside the colorful, epic characters against a mix of alien wildlife, humanoids, and mechanized enemies, each requiring their own tactics to feed. That was taken from the website, but that was pretty cool. That uh, oh, nice. nice. Do we like stealth? Yes. Have you ever tried stealth in VR?
2: No, i can imagine that would hurt my knees. <laughs> well,
0: I don't know if you're supposed to roll around on the ground, but... but not, <laughs> yeah, so well, I just feel like
2: all the crouching and stuff, like to crouch walk.
0: Uh, have you heard a game called Aspire?
2: Sounds
0: familiar. Well, this one's Aspire 2, funnily enough. Ah. So this is a stealth game. And here you play as two robots infiltrating a facility trying to stop the launch of like a doomsday weapon by a group of what they call techno terrorists and uh one of them one of the robots is called uh, cinder and the other is brilliantly called sutte mm. uh, so cinder is like um sort of like standard soldier kind of robot thing mm. like a general one but then sutte is a small three-foot robot and when you're playing there's them the world scales so everything looks larger to you mm.
2: and
0: they showed a, a, a clip of like holding the weapon and the, the weapon just like massive in his hands like <laughs> that. but um you could call through air vents and things like that um cool. but that's that's going to have a court multiplayer mode as well so i imagine you could play as each one and that just that's just coming to quest later this year and the final one for this event that took my interest was a uh, one called what the bat
2: Sure, you would uh,
0: like that one. Yeah, that, that, that sounds like something up your alley. It's not about bats, though. So it's a this is a quick little game where it sees you interact with the world uh, with a pair of baseball bats that you have for hands.
1: Okay, I'm listening. So, All
0: right, so yeah. You, so you do silly stuff like batting a football away that an elephant has thrown at you. Uh, you knocking a vending machine to get the snack that has got stuck in it. <laughs> uh, carving ice sculptures. Just whacking it, yeah. Brush, <laughs> trying to brush your teeth, I don't know, with you know your baseball bat hand, uh, doing the ironing, things like that. Well, uh, okay. when they're trying to make the breakfast, are you trying to carry the egg, like in between the baseball bats? Um, yeah, just it's just full of just random stuff like that. Um. And, but apparently there was a previous game they did called uh, "What the Golf," so I imagine that's golf sex I- fans. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm going to say tennis rackets,
0: but yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's going to Meta Quest 2 and Steam VR as well.
1: Nice. Meta's but, looking really good, though. Like, yeah. Two, with all these really fun experiences. Oh, I just wanted it originally for Grand Theft Auto San Andreas VR and to play chess every now and again, but yeah.
0: To play chess every now and again. diversion dialer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Go from GTA to San Andreas. To
0: chess. Chess. <laughs> Right, have you heard of the Day of the Devs event? Yes. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, so it's run by uh, Double Fine. And so this is just to uh, encourage uh, in development. That's basically what it's about. So the first one that I took an interest in this game is on this event, is one called Time Flies. So this is a pixelated adventure game where you play as a fly. And the game revolves... Around life expectancy. So, and that's factored into the life of the fly you play. So, your playtime is actually dependent on the average life expectancy at your current location.
1: Okay, that's
0: interesting. Mm. So, they give an example that in the US, the life expectancy is 77 years old. So, in game, this is converted. That's, that's a human,
1: isn't it? Uh, not a fly? Yes, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, correct. Okay. Uh, but in game, this is converted into seconds. So, in the US, if you play this game, your fly would last 77 seconds.
2: Okay. Uh,
0: And the the aim of the game is basically just to try and enjoy your short life as the fly as much as you possibly can. So, you can go and, like, strum guitar strings as a fly. (laughs) You can uh, turn on a record player and just sit on the vinyl (laughs) as it just rotates and things like that. Uh, But you can also, also accidentally just kill yourself as well. There's a there's a guy who uh, he just swam into a, a glass of wine and just drowned. But what a way to go. Yeah. But anyways, I just thought that was a really interesting little concept for the mm. game. That's pretty cool. I like the very simplistic and um, pixelated uh, nature of it as well. Okay, got to return to a game now which we've heard of before. Matt doesn't like.
1: Oh.
0: It's of course. Choo-choo, Charles. Ah, uh,
1: that
0: one. <laughs> Christ. So this is uh, so this is actually an open world game, where you navigate with your trusty yellow train, and the train has a mounted machine gun on it, and this is because you are being chased by a demonic clown face train with spider legs. Actually, yeah. I think I think the uh, the cinematic opened with the guy running, and he's like peeking around, and suddenly you can just see. Charles scuttling behind him, and he's like peeking back round. It's quite scary. And he legs it to his uh, train and jumps on it and speeds away. But actually, there's more to this than I thought it was. It's not just a case of just legging it from the, from Charles. It's, it just sounds funny saying Charles because it's just <laughs> it's, <laughs> Char- it makes Char- it sound so charming, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but you actually do um, jobs for local people. There's actually other people in the game, and they aid you. So. Uh by doing tasks for them, they help upgrade your train. So you can like upgrade the armour, the speed and the weaponry and that kind of thing. Yeah. fact um, the this guy he, he ran into the into a mine or something. So you do spend a significant amount of time actually off the trade as well. So you're wandering around. But boy, it looks terrifying. When when you're on foot and you've got Charles coming after you, that's that's and it showed him uh, actually getting attacked, but that wasn't nice. But he it said it's coming early 2022, but we're already halfway through the year now, anyway. So yeah, <laughs> uh, early 2022. Yeah, so I would have thought that would be <laughs> here now.
2: But is that soon? Is it? Is it pretty soon.
0: Yeah. So where you at? But well, I don't know. But yeah, this next game, I uh, re- I think this would be good for co-op. This one. Uh, it's uh, Escape Academy. So it's an escape room game, and oh. there's got some sort of um, well, not plots, but narrative where you play a student at an academy and it's this academy is specifically designed to teach you the art of escape. Okay. And basically you just solve puzzles and escape various areas in a time frame. And that's about it really. But yeah, you can do that co op or single play. Uh the next one is a game I think I spoke about at the last at last E three actually. But, it still come out. but it's one that really took my liking and that's a, a little to the left so this is a game about organization so you're moving things so things just look right so for, for example you have like three uh picture frames on the wall mm. and one of them's crooked and then you just make it right so it's all about basically if you've got ocd it's kind of yeah that type of game I was
1: about to say, for anyone with OCD who need this would be killer, but really satisfying at the same time.
0: Yeah, it does look oddly satisfying. It's like you've got a load of pencils on a desk, and you just have to put them in size order. And that kind of thing. But there's a, an extra bit to this that I didn't know about until I watched this. Is that, as you're playing it, occasionally a cat will show up and swipe what you've done. <laughs> So oh, there, you, so you've painstakingly done something to make it organized, and this cat just comes like wags its tail at it or paws it and just knocks it all off, and you've got to start again. So that's gonna make me angry. But that's coming to switch and steam. And then, do you like better breakfasts? I like breakfasts. I know that's a yeah. weird question, but you know. yeah, I don't mind. Would you like it if it's been run by a bear? Even better. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Sure then you'll like Bear and Breakfast. So this is described as a laid-back management adventure game. And you play a bear called Hank, uh, who builds and runs a bed and breakfast in the woods. That's about it, really. But uh, that comes out on July 28th. That's on Steam and Switch. Yep, wishing Hank the most success with his new business. Yeah, his new venture. Yeah. And uh, finally, for this event, I've got one called... Sh- I don't really know how to pronounce this. Shim... SHIM S-C-H-I-M SHIM yeah, Shim. we'll go with that and you play a shadow creature called SHIM and you move around the level by jumping from shadow to shadow so it kind of looks like a little frog kind of thing that you're jumping from thing thing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they, they said in a Spartan narrative that every shadow has a SHIM, so every shadow has one of these things and you've been separated from your human So you're the shim of a human, and you've been separated from somehow. And you're trying to find your way back. But uh, along the way, you also help others, shims, who are in the same predicament. Uh, I didn't see a release date for that. But I quite like the sound of that one.
1: I'm just looking at it now, it looks really interesting, because obviously you've got the moving shadows as well, so
0: it's more of like a
1: platform element to it.
0: Yeah, because I remember there's a bit where um, I think it was in a park, He's jumping from shadow to shadow by the benches and then a runner, a jogger, just runs past and then he, they jump into that shadow and that takes them around the park. This, it, looks, it looks really interesting. Yeah, it does. It look, looks
1: really unique. I, I like the art style as well. It's it's fairly simple, but it looks good.
0: I've just got uh, another event, which is the Devolver Direct. Now, do you like angry games?
1: I get angry at games.
0: Would you like a game where... You can just be angry.
1: We've yeah. already got FIFA 22. Saying, <laughs> no, no, I don't I mean don't you personally. No...
0: I mean where you can release the anger.
1: Oh, released? Okay, yeah. yeah no, no, no. I'm, I'm with you. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's
0: smart. There's a game called Anger Foot. And you All can right. probably work out what that is. It's a guy who. Yeah, it's thanks. a fast-paced per- first-person action game. And basically, you just go and storm into rooms by kicking the door in and then engaging in gun and fist fights. So you just keep booting them in the head. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> Really good. Uh but the only other event for uh, the only other game from the Devolver Director is an interesting one was called Skate Story. And this is taken from the uh the, the blurb for the game. It says, You are a demon in the underworld made out of glass and pain. The devil has given you a skateboard with a simple deal. Skate to the moon and swallow it. This has got a really interesting art star. So basically it's a skateboarding game, but you are that's suggested by this in the underworld, mm. but you mean like a a weird sort of rendition of like real life places? I think I think I recognize some of the the places, but it's got a, a purely art style. It's all dark and your character's all shiny and you look like a crystal person. I'm just curious because it's just a an obscure skateboarding yeah, it's, it's not yeah. classic. I don't know how how much the Skateboarding. I mean, I don't know if you can do tricks or things like that, or yeah. grind or whatever. I don't know how it really plays out, but I just thought that looked interesting nonetheless. So, was it an event that um, you guys were interested in? There was,
2: there was a few. There's definitely a few um, down on my list. I unfortunately, didn't watch all of it. I kind of I read up on this one because I didn't have time, but I wanted to know kind of what was being shown. So, I read up on the the Netflix Geek Week one, oh, yeah. so they they had quite a few announcements. Um, so sort of a, a mixture of animated projects that they've got for video game IPs, and then also uh, sort of some of their own games that they're making for some of their own sort of original IPs. The ones that caught my interest, there weren't there weren't really any games. I don't think that they showed off that really. I was interested. In, but there were a couple of, at least sort of some of the animations that looked pretty decent. So I think one of the first ones they showed off was uh, they're making a animated series for Dragon Age. Um, so that's called Dragon Age Absolution. Very similar animated style that they've had before in, in previous uh, projects that they've done. But it, it looked interesting enough. I've played, I played the first Dragon Age, and I, I do enjoy it up to the point where I see certain enemies and then probably don't play it as much. Um, <laughs> but it's interesting. Um, they showed off a bit more over the Tekken one that they've got. So Tekken Bloodline. Um, that looked pretty good uh, for those that are interested in Tekken. A couple of more. They showed a little bit more of Sonic Prime. So I think in this one they showed off um, Big the Cat, who's going to be in it. It was interesting. Still would like to know more about like the actual storyline that they're going to be doing for it but animation-wise it looks pretty nice at least and i think the biggest thing for me which was the last thing that it revealed because i'm a massive fan of this series um is they are making a spin-off series from castlevania um which i absolutely love i think it's one of my favorite um like video game adaptations to to almost anything really maybe outside of sort of side of the hedgehog 2 film, but they're making a spin-off series called Castlevania Nocturne, and it looks as though they are going to be replicating the story from Castlevania 3, I think, or I think it might be Castlevania Rondo of Blood, which stars um, Richter Belmont, who's like a descendant from the previous series, so you've Trevor and uh i've forgotten the the female character but they're essentially he's become descendant from both characters in this one we'll probably also see a lucard at some point because he's a pretty much a immortal vampire at this point pretty much for the entire <laughs> series be interested to see him like interact with richter so sort of, remember his descendants as well see how they sort of interact um and we'll probably see the return of Dracula, as he always seems to do in every Castlevania game. <laughs> so, but no, that, that's why interested me from the Netflix uh, key tweet. Go back to season two. And well yes, yes, I completely forgot about going back to season. Well, I, I need to watch season one. Yeah, you guys were ready to ballot, so. And you'll
0: get through to get it quick. To it. They're short. Sure. So they yeah. Quick. Yeah. They are good. So. No, that does look pretty good. Right. Shall I continue with? We got uh, the IGN Summer Gaming Expo. Now oh, you'll yeah. know I like a good simulator. Yeah. Well, there's yes. a simulator here that I didn't know I wanted until I saw this. Oh yeah. Yeah, and that is Autopsy Simulator. Autopsy. <laughs> 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 Fair enough. Yeah. So autos- So this is taken with the blurb. but this Autopsy Simulator is a first-person horror sim hybrid where Players take on the role of a practice pathologist and study case files created in collaboration with real world forensic doctors to help guide their dissection of anatomically accurate bodies to determine each subject's cause of death. Um, yeah, not the type of simulator I expected to go. Um, I'd got I've just got some morbid curiosity with it.
2: I wonder if it's made by the same guys that did um, surgeon
0: simulator. It looks very different. It's, is it
2: it's very
0: different. Oh, okay. Yeah. So as you say, but is supposed to be like quite humorous, isn't it?
2: Yeah.
0: This does not look humorous at all. It's
2: it, it a bit got more of a realistic serious.
0: look. <laughs> oh, oh, deadly <laughs>
1: serious. Oh. Yeah.
0: But no, I. Yeah. It's like yeah, I'll, I'll give that a try. Yeah. Uh, so they have got Wanted Dead. Uh, so this is a high octane third person action game uh, featuring spectacular melee combat and exciting gunplay set in a dark and dangerous version of sci-fi Hong Kong. I just like this because it's got really good um, swordplay in it. Mm. But, check that. But, Nathan, I think you're going to like this next one. Ooh, really? It's called Quiet Farm. Okay. Quiet Farm tells the story of an ordinary cow who meets a little alien and together they must unravel the mystery of this world. That's what the official blurb says. But, if you watch the trailer, it kind of looks like the aliens possess the cow he just goes on a rampage. Right. <laughs> so I was a bit I'm a bit conflicted about what's right, what's wrong here. But yeah, because the um in the clip he the cow just runs into a farmer and just like batters him at a way. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's quite funny. It doesn't look like it's just it like it's got a sense of humour. Sounds
2: like
0: a version of ghost and like <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was yeah, thinking as it, well. Yeah, that's kinda of what I was yeah, that's kind of the idea it looks like. But no, that's 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 a thing. Okay. Uh do we like um, unicorns?
2: I like unicorns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Who doesn't like unicorns?
0: Well, I bet you don't like evil unicorns, do you?
1: I love evil uh, unicorns. Hmm.
0: Okay, so this is a gory, quiddly carnage. So you play a cat on a hoverboard who kills evil unicorns. <laughs>
1: um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how the cat just doesn't get impaled and that's the end of game, but okay. <laughs>
0: Yes. Yeah, so says here, Gory Carnally Carnage is a fast-paced third-person skate and slash, which sees players slice creepy toys and dice mutated unicorns as a murder kitty on a death-dealing hoverboard.
1: <laughs> murder kitty. Murder I like that. They've just taken the hype from Stray and thought, yeah, we're
0: we're doing yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, now we got the last worker. So um, this trailer showed like a lonely worker. Driving like a forklift machine and uh, talking to a floating robot assistant, and the guy is wanting like to take a pee in his bottle, but the robot insists on watching him. It's it's just funny. All
2: right.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Well, let's watch a forklift driver. That context that does sound a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, You just have to watch. You just have to watch the clip. But
2: he's quite. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll
0: watch these eventually. But um, the last work is a first-person narrative adventure centered around uh basically our humanity's struggle in an increased automated world. Uh so it combines handcrafted art style with unique immersive gameplay mechanics in epic setting. Uh the last worker delivers an emotional, thought provoking and comedic story packaged with rich characters performed by an all star cast. I know um you know Jason Isaac, do you know him?
2: Yeah. Yeah
0: he does the voice of the robot. But sounds very uh, um, scouts. Uh, but this is coming to PC consoles and MetaQuest so it's going to be in VR as yeah. well it sounds
2: like a it sounds like a futuristic take on being an Amazon warehouse worker
0: <laughs> that's actually yeah actually you're not far off if you look at the um, the clip mm. it does seem like that basically he's like the, he's well it's called the last worker but he's like the last human worker because I think because everything's become automated obviously yeah But because he's never made a mistake, they've kept him on, and then he's just ended up becoming the only person still there. Whilst everything else is just like automated. Mm -hmm. Um, But the final one for this uh, event is uh, Vice Undercover, but it's for some reason in Undercover they've got rid of the vowels, so it's Vice. I don't know why they've done that. Yeah, it's Vice NDR CVR. I don't know why they've done that, but um, it's a 1980s narco thriller uh, where the only way to stop the dead cartel is from within. So you go undercover and you try and expose what they're doing. So you assume the role of a deep cover cop stationed in an alternative 1980s Miami, which is ravaged by, like, cartel. From uh, yeah, and you got to utilize an early inception of the of the World Wide Web. That the crime lords have exploited to their own benefit, and you have to infiltrate this computer system and make life or death decisions that impact the course of the weaving narrative. So it all sort of plays out on these old style computers. So yeah.
2: That's...
0: So do you know how you, when you load up Vice City, you have got that computer screen? Like... Yeah. It comes yeah. up for the loading screen. It's basically just a game set around that kind of style sort of thing. Like... But yeah. That's that event. Uh, Then we've got the Freedom Games Summer Showcase. The two that took my interest from here. I'm really into them. I think I could be... Upon release, I might play these. So first, we've got uh, one called Broken Pieces. Uh, This is a puzzle adventure game where you play as a woman called Elise who lives in a French coastal village. And the village gets attacked by an armed group and everyone is kidnapped. But she managed to escape. So now she's alone in this village. And she seeks seeks to find out what happened and unearths a strange phenomenon that's possibly involving a sickness in the village. And there was an interview with the the creator and he said that um, one of the key aspects is to try and instill the fear of loneliness into the player. Uh, Well, loneliness and anxiety. Um, Because it's quite a difficult thing to communicate in the game, loneliness. There's no other characters in the game. It's just this one, at least. And you don't talk and interact with anyone. And he he also said that the only music in the game is things that you find. So you can only find, like, tape recorders with music in. And the other way you can hear any music in the game is just by listening to them. And I think it's that sort of thing where there's no outside influence of anything that it keeps you isolated basically because you're mm. not hearing there's nothing else being played or it's just like yeah, the sounds like of the environment. Right? but uh, that's coming to Steam uh, Epic Game Store, PlayStation and Xbox and that's coming to Quarter 3 this year and then this one we've got Monorail Stories so this Monorail.
2: is
0: a <laughs> yeah as soon as this came on that's exactly what I thought he made but, um... <laughs> uh, but this is a side-scrolling minimalistic narrative game and there's two protagonists, one called Sylvie and the other called Amal. And they live in different cities and they travel on the same monorail. But they never meet because they all travel in the opposite, opposite directions and at different times. Right. Okay. But it's a choice-driven game. as So you talk to other passengers and by doing so, the stories, um, they actually intersect the stories between these two characters. Yeah. So choices you actually make On one journey. Ends up affecting. The narrative. On the other person coming the other way. On their journey. Oh. But interestingly. It can can be played single player. But it also has this synchronous. Two player mode. So you can actually play with another person. And your choices will affect that other person. As they play their game. Oh. And. So there's apparently there's ten different endings to the game, and, uh, that's coming to Steam, Epic Games Store, and Switch in quarter three this year. I'm looking forward to both of those games actually.
2: Yeah, interesting concept.
0: Now uh, should we get to the Tribeca game Spotlight?
1: Yeah, go on then. All right.
0: What what took you just from this, Dave?
1: Yeah, so from the Tribeca game Spotlight. The, f- the first game that they showed off seemed fairly interesting. The Thirsty Suitors one. <laughs> it was <laughs> or, ridiculous. It What's was. Like that? It, it was insane. So it's about uh, the main character's called Jarla and she comes home, and she basically has to confront her past relationships mm. and battles them in quick-time events yeah. where you can unlock special attacks. It's basically her mother slapping somebody with a slipper. Which is oh. which is weird. So you fight with your words. So it's yeah. like in the battle, it's more like an RPG of an exchange of words. And you can either try and kind of lure this X in and like reignite the relationship or kind of bin them off, uh, which was fairly strange. And there's also cooking elements as well. So she kind of learns to cook with her parents to build the relationships there. And then there's also skating that comes into it as well for some unknown reason. I that threw me off a bit. And it's in like kind of a a cartoon collage style artwork, mm. I'd say. It's quite unique.
2: Was but, was um was this the one where it's like you play as like an like an Indian family?
0: I think you're only playing it as a woman, but I I think a family is involved. No, but
2: like the the family is like of Indian. Definition. I believe so. Yes, yeah, I
0: think
2: so. Yeah. No, yeah, I remember this one because I think they they showed this. Um, what did I say? They showed this maybe last year's E3 or something like that. I was intrigued by it then. I thought it was quite interesting. That you, you do. It seems like it's, it's a very varied kind of star
1: game. You do quite a few different stuff. Yeah, that that was pretty interesting. Um, other than that, I thought the cub was fairly interesting as well. So this was the platforming game, like based on. But it took it, it takes inspiration from Aladdin on the Mega Drive. Oh. So you play as the cup, and it's set in an apocalypse, and basically all the rich people on Earth evacuated to Tesla City on Mars, and then they come back and try and kind of go after you and try and find you, and you're, you've kind of mutated on this like alternate alternate future Earth. So there's kind of a lot of stealth to it as they're trying to find you. So yeah, that was fairly interesting. Obviously Playtale Requiem. Um, we got an extended look at that about how how their teams kind of expanded about how the music's produced and the story of the game. Um, so that was pretty pretty nice to see. Mm. Um, obviously we got more cuphead, great. Yeah, I think this was one that that you really like the look of, Mark. Immortality.
0: Mm. Yeah, so this is uh, one of these uh, FMV games. Yeah. And the plot of this one is that um, it's about an actress called Marissa Marcel who shot three movies uh, across three decades. So one in the 60s, one in the 70s, and then uh, last in the 90s. Uh, but none of them, none of these films got released. And then without a trace, she vanishes. So in the game, you give it a a load of um, archive footage of her from these films and, you know, behind the scenes stuff and B-roll and that kind of thing. Yeah. And everything related to the film. And you watch them and you can interact with them to try and find, like, clues and things like that. Because you're trying to discover what happened to her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So, for example, you could be watching a piece of footage and, say, you spot an interesting painting. In the background or something you could click on it and it will blend into another piece of footage that you've got which um basically has got that painting in it so you you're constantly on this sort of breadcrumb trail of clues by following things i just thought it looked really intriguing um, i can't really stay on that but that looked pretty good yeah.
1: yeah i like I like the mechanic in there like you said with... Like going through the footage, and if you notice something, like zooming in on it, or even if it's something that somebody says, kind of making yeah. that connection, and kind of trying to find out what happened to
0: Marissa Marcel. And then we finished up with a, more, a bit more American Arcadia, but we know and um, We know we're interested in that one. Yeah. Nice. All right, shall I move on to the uh, Guerrilla Collective? Yep. Guerrilla. So, there's actually two of these events. I don't know why they have two other events, but they have the Gorilla Collective 3, and then they have the Gorilla Collective 3.5 because reasons. But uh, in the third one, so we start with the one, first one I was interested in is one called South of the Circle. And this is a narrative adventure game set in Antarctica in the 60s. And it sort of explores the themes of how memories can change over time. So, like how one thing can be remembered initially, um, it can change over the course of a life, where stories get altered over time. You know, if you're cha- if you're passing on a story to somebody else, yeah. Over time, it starts getting modified yeah, it, and changed, and change,
2: yeah,
0: it's just all about that kind of thing. But I don't really know how it plays out because it seems like part of it's set in Antarctica. And then it's I think it's, I imagine it's like flashbacks to all this. Yeah. yeah, but I just thought that was an intriguing concept. Hmm. This one I think you might like, Matt. And that's a uh, Wrestle Quest. Oh, yeah. So, this is a wrestling RPG game. Wrestling RPG? Oh, that includes real world wrestling legends, uh, such as Jake the St. Roberts, uh, Bachelor Man, Randy Savage, The Road Warriors, and amongst others. Hmm. And you... you go on a series of quest lines with these uh, wrestlers and. They tend to end. Uh, they didn't really show too much of it, but they just, just like showed the conclusion of one of. Them. But they tend to end with a turn-based wrestling match. And in this one, it was uh they were playing as three characters coming up against the Road Warriors. Oh yeah. But it was pretty interesting, pretty cool, pixelated art, that kind of thing, and yeah, very old school. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. You mentioned like uh, WWF.
0: Was it Royal Rumble or like the Snes or something like that, or WrestleMania? Yeah, probably. Similar, yeah, similar sort of style like that. But cool. that looks like a nice little game. Uh, but one uh, other game from this event was a Flat Eye. Now, when you say that, it doesn't really sound like exactly what I'm going to describe to you. It doesn't sound like that should be the, the name. But anyway. Uh, but in this, you run a futuristic roadside fuel station and a technological hub and you unlock technological advances advances called modules that help improve your station's customer service so one example they gave was you can upgrade a toilet to a smart toilet module Uh. Mm. and this smart toilet would analyze customer waste and use you use that data to then open a doctor booth to help with their ambulance
1: I, I thought you were going to say it monitors the waste and like shows them what they should be buying based on the food that they've eaten or something.
0: That may play into it, to be honest. I don't know. It's, oh, true. But yeah, it's, it's I like management building things, but it just seems a very odd one, this one. The road yeah, the,
2: the name doesn't seem to fit yeah. what it's doing.
0: <laughs> and technology plays a big part in it. It's, it's all like a very future-esque kind of thing. And it just said fuel station. I don't know what, what fuel. Electric. Don't know. Could But yeah, that was interesting. Then we got the uh, Gorilla Collective 3.5. So, part two. <laughs> oh, this one, Nathan. This one's for you. It's called Hell Pie. And this is described as it says uh, Hell Pie is an obscene 3D platformer. That takes bad taste to the next level. Help ice is you grab the horns of Nate, the demon of bad taste. He is given the honourable task of gathering the disgusting ingredients for Satan's infamous birthday pie. It looked ridiculous. I mean, there was like blurred images of over the place purely because there's, I don't know. It's like grotesque. Private parts showing, I'm guessing. Ah,
1: parts, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah uh, there were farting noises. I don't know if that amuses you. I mean, Nate, you'd love it, but uh, yeah. that comes out twenty first of July on Steam and consoles.
1: Love the name that they picked for the oh. for the main character as well. Can't go wrong there. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it, it was made for you, but um, this next one that I this is a really simple one that I liked. It's called Please Touch the Artwork, and this is a game about touching artwork. Funnily enough, um, oh. but by doing so, the art transforms and plays out as three. Uh, narrative puzzle experiences inspired by different art styles so it's described as like a zen like experience mm. and there's no time pressure, doesn't require any price skill or anything like that and can be played in short sessions and you're not punished for failure either it's just a case of like trial and error but it turns out this is actually available on on iOS so I think it's already out okay. but, uh, so it's available now on Steam uh, iOS, Google Play and it's coming to switch in the early summer. And they also finished with a nice little tidbit, is that it's also coming to VR. Oh, so. Interesting.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at one of the levels uh, mm. with like loads of like lines and coloured yeah. like crisscrossing, that'd be fairly trippy on VR.
0: Mm. I think there's a sense of I think there's um some procedural generation because goes on with some of the puzzles as well. I don't know if it's all of them or just one of them, I can't remember. But, uh, i've got to move on to i think always one of my favorite uh showcases from e3 or dot e3 as we are now and that's the wholesome direct Cause it's about nice things and we like nice things don't we we do yeah, i like nice things sometimes there's a bit as too much gore in this
2: world do, do we like nice things i mean yes, we, 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 like we nice suffer things. with fifa so
0: that's why we need nice not nice. That's, yeah, but it's just I I, I love the wholesome direct. But um, so the first game that interests me here is called Little Bear Chef. So not only are bears running bed and breakfasts now, they're also running kitchens. Wow. So you play a small bear in a large kitchen, and you are trying to run a successful restaurant. And it has this, they had this like CG trailer where. This little bear put some meat in a the grinder, then he had to jump on, jump up onto the handle and roll around on it, then to grind the meat in it, and he flips something in a pan by jumping on the handle. It's all very cute. But no release date was given for that. But I mm. think that looks very nice. <laughs> but this next one is, I really liked the first game in this, and uh, this is Coffee Talk episode oh, two. Yeah. Episode oh yeah. Oh, very yep. nice. Coffee Talk Episode 2, Hibiscus and Butterfly. A very curious title. But um, there we are. So it's in the same style as the first game, um, where you run a coffee shop as a barista in a fictionalized version of Seattle and you basically serve the locals. But the population is filled with like mythical beings as well as uh, like human as well as well as humans. So there's like werewolves, mermaids, but everyone's treated equally. And it's a simple narrative game where you talk to people and you learn their stories and occasionally you just make them a drink. Um, now, it seems like they introduced new characters into this one, but some familiar faces turn up from the first one as well. Mm. Uh, there's, there's new drinks, but I have to say they look a bit more exotic and wild. And they, I don't think they're real drinks or some of them are Because <laughs> they showed one which was a blue pea latte. So It's like this bright blue thing. It was hard. Uh, that comes out next year for Steam and consoles, and I'll be very much looking forward to that one because I really liked the first one. Yeah. With um, Paper Trail. So this is a top-down puzzle adventure that is set in a paper world. So how to describe this? So it's you play on like a painted piece of paper, mm-hmm. and you're moving a character on it, and in order to move on to certain places, you have to pull, rip and tear the paper that it's on. So let's say you get to the end of like a jetty hmm. and there's nowhere to go. You fold the paper from one corner down and on the back will be like the other bit of that jetty. So then you can move on. I don't know I don't know if that makes sense to you. So basically, you're moving, you're overlapping pieces of paper just try and move on oh yeah
2: i'm, I'm just watching the trailer for it now it's it, it does look quite interesting actually the concept
0: mm, looks unique well that's that <laughs> but <laughs> uh, this next one was um this got showed last year as well and uh i played the first game of this but not, not uh, i've not played the first game as much as i'd like to actually because i did like it but um it's a uh, passper to uh, Passport to two, the lost artist so this is the sequel to the game *Passport to the Starving Artist*, which you have got. And in this game, uh, you arrive at a small town uh, as an artist, and you're basically going back to your roots. And you set yourself up as a street artist, and you get to paint the pictures yourself using it's uh, similar sort of thing to like Microsoft Paint. So mm. you can you can doodle anything you want, and. You can use various colours, brush sizes, etc. And I think there must be some sort of algorithm where people basically judge your work a bite oh. from you. So depending on how well you paint, you get more money for it. But in this one, you can go and buy uh, art supplies from local stores, which I I never came across in the last game, but I didn't really get far in the last game. But um, yeah, so people visit, buy your art from you, and you just try and increase your popularity. Um, but it also looks like you're not doing strictly just like canvas painting. In this, is like uh, they showed one guy who came up to you and said, "Oh, can you paint me a, a road sign? Well, not a road sign. You can you paint me a, um, a sign like there's a dangerous animal in the sea? So you just had to doodle this big white fish with massive teeth on it. So, <laughs> so yeah, there you go. There's your sign. Display that. <laughs> this game we've got is a. I don't know if I pronounced this right. Pekoe. Pekoe. P e k o e. So you're in a town for the cats, and you build a tea house, and these cats just come and sit around and enjoy drinking tea. So the cats drink the tea. Yes. It's it's like alternate dimension cat cafe. Yeah. They're the ones drinking the tea. (laughs) And the humans are crawling around the the walls. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I don't know why it just looks really simple and I don't know cute. But uh, that comes out in quarter tw- quarter two next year on Steam.
1: Hey, did you know we've got a cat cafe in Sheffield called Tabby Tees?
0: Tabby Tees.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's near Treehouse. We should uh, we should go for a cup of tea one day.
0: We should. I've not seen cats for I don't I don't I never come across cats much myself. Anyway, we're going out of tangent. Right, <laughs> I'm more of a dog person. But then we had um, the spirit and the mouse. So, you play a mouse who runs around a French village helping locals. There seems to be a lot of things happening around French villages, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, so, the blurb says uh, you bring kindness and light to the people of Saint-Éclair as Lila the mouse, explore a small village, make electrifying new friends, interesting sir, uh, and do good deeds for those in need in this lush, narrative adventure game i mean they just need to do a crossover with a little bear chef yeah don't we and then we got ratatouille aren't we <laughs> or it the sequel this time it's personal um but the demo of this is available on steam right now oh very nice uh we got what called Miska. so a woman returns to a victorian national park so this is Victoria in australia uh that she used to visit when she was a child, only to find that it's been abandoned and overgrown. And she's wanting to climb the peak of a mountain that's there. But in order to do that, she must clean up the environment. Uh, and she's basically like rekindling her connection to the forest around her. And, and there's something about reflecting upon her relationship with her family. things like that. Uh, so what it says here, it says, Miski is a narrative-driven adventure game with a strong focus on Australian flora and fauna personal connections and fun interactions with nature and inspiring a message of hope and growth. Throughout the game, the player collects and disposes of rubbish from around the park to see it rejuvenate and return to its former glory. They also can complete various activities, play mini-games and interact with items in their surroundings to receive a variety of collectibles. Uh, That's coming out quarter one next year. And uh, The final thing from this event is one called The Courier, which to me is like Paperboy Gone Wild. So Uh, it's an open world game where you're running a mail delivery service on a mysterious island and the more letters you deliver, the more you uncover the island's secrets and uh, it says here, you explore a vibrant living world, make use of various vehicles to travel around, do tons of challenges and complete a compelling and mysterious main storyline, so you, you can wander around on your bike and all that you know, standard Thing you might expect from this sort of thing, but there was, um, he was going around on like rocket powered skis, which looks very odd. don't know why you did a little post like that. Um, you had a slingshot, so there must be enemies in there somewhere, and it's got a quite it's got some um, ca- character customization as well, so you could give them weird hats and that kind of thing. I think <clears> they put bunny ears on the person for some reason, I don't know. It was very odd, but I quite liked it. Uh, what best did you guys like?
1: So I watched the Epic Games Store Summer Showcase, so there were a few things from there that interested me. Uh, the first game that I like the look of, this is fairly weird, but it's a PC building simulator 2. So mm. this is out for Steam and Xbox. was so good, they needed a sequel. That's it, definitely. Just mm. like My Name is Mayo, so good they made three.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep. And... And Go Simulator, but two. Anyway, so, yeah, so this is, it, well, it is what it says. Basically, you can build your own PC virtually. So you can pick what case you want, uh, what motherboard, GPU, CPU. You can, even, you can even, like, put, like, Flux with, like, a Q-tip onto the processor. And, like, you've, you take screws and screw everything together and put it all together properly. And then once you've built your PC, you can boot it and overclock it on a virtual screen. So I think this is quite good because it, it, it educates people on like how you would go about building a machine uh, with parts mm. that you'd never be able to afford. So if, for example, no. I wanted a, a GTX 380 or something like that with an i9 processor, like, I could never afford that in my life. But on PC building simulator, I'm able to live my dreams and change the RGB colors to the case, whatever I want. Put as many fans in as I want and color code them. Yeah, I mean, it looks it looks pretty nerdy, and I'm all for that. <laughs> and I thought this would be um, something that you might like, Matt, as well, because you've been thinking about getting a new PC for a while, so you can kind of build your ideal PC before you actually get it.
2: Yeah, if, if it lets me know the prices and stuff, then I'd, I'd definitely be. It'd be cool to look to see. What well, my new PC would look like if yeah. I build it and
1: stuff. That'd, that'd be quite interesting actually. Once you put it together, this is how much it would cost. Order now and it yeah. just brings you your parts.
2: It links to just a, like a website, just like this is how much it is. Sure. Would you like to order now? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so that was uh, that one was pretty cool. The the next game that I saw was. Uh, so they, they basically outlined that there was going to be an update for Seafood this summer, a game that I've still not played yet, but I want to play because it's got an interesting premise and the fighting on it looks fantastic. So they just showed off a bit of that. Uh, the next game that I liked to look of was um, Splitgate. So we all love the portal gun, but imagine the portal gun with guns. So you've got your portal gun, so you can put your portals in there, but you're fighting other people with guns. So they using right. the portal gun as a mechanic to kind of try and flank the people, and then you kill them. Basically. Yeah. So that was, that was fairly interesting. They showed off Rocket League's new season. So they outlined a few new cars because uh, Rocket League Season 7 is out now. Uh, so there was that. Fall guys again, because that's going to be free to play across the board. So they showed off Fall guys, and then the last thing in this event for me, Mark's not going to like this. It's uh, it pertains to Fortnite, so yeah, can have a can have a sleep for a couple of minutes, Mark, if you want. So Epic came out and they've announced that they're going to be doing a tournament in November. So they're going to be inviting 100 players to be part of this tournament. And basically, they're going to pit everybody against each other for this million pound well, or million dollar prize pot. So, okay. yeah, I said to Lisa, if you can, get yourself an invite and, and make some money. <laughs> I'm not very good at Fortnite, but <laughs> make us some yeah. It's when we be what's
2: like what's make me some money at that point. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we'll, we'll split
1: it, but uh, but yeah, that, that was interesting. That that was all that took my interest on the Epic Games Store summer showcase.
0: Cool, okay. So, I'll move to the future of play direct. Future of play, yeah. So, what took my interest from this is uh, to start off with the uh, Hill Agency, Purity. Slash Decay. So this is a black and white 3D uh, third person event, uh, sorry, detective game uh, with a variety of logic puzzles. So you play as a character called Mayagan Hill. Mayagan? Megan? May- I don't know how you pronounce it. Uh, it's a, a private detective who's hired to solve cases and uh, you speak to people in the town, collect evidence and make deductions. But uh, there's an interesting bit that I read up on the website, and it said what makes Hill Agency particularly unique is that there is no game over or restart for a wrong answer. The game keeps going no matter how the player handles a case, but the game narrative changes as it progresses. Putting a warrant for a wrong person? No problem. You will always have the option of uncovering new evidence to undo what you've done. You can go on with your life, but it gets increasingly harder to undo the mistakes you make as the game progresses. Mm. And uh, that comes out on August the 31st. Later this year on Steam And th- This next one could have been on the uh, Wholesome Direct to be quite honest There's one called Railbound And this is a really simple puzzler about connecting carriages To train locomotives So carriages are numbered And you have to lay down tracks In such a way that the carriages then move Line up in the correct order behind the engine And that's coming to Steam and mobile platforms I can see why it's coming to mobile But mm. that's coming in September I could totally play that one uh we move moving to the next event which was uh the future game show it's quite a lot on this one that I liked. Uh the first one was um die by the blade so this is a, a samurai up, which i'm surprised i haven't really seen that much of but, so you're using katanas and such things like that and you could do even you can even have like a one-hit kills in it i don't know how with Maybe it's a special move you have to pull off, I don't know. But as you play, you can like change your stance and parry, etc. It looks quite sick to me. I think it looks really good. <laughs> Slick and sick. Uh, but that's coming this year to Steam, uh, Epic Game Store, and console. So it's uh, Xbox and PlayStation as well. But sticking with the samurai vibe, we then got uh, Morbid Metal, which, the only way I can describe it, it looked a bit like a futuristic Ghost of Shima, Tsushima.
1: Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. That sounds good.
0: So you play as, an, like, an advanced samurai of some sort, and you're taking down robotic enemies, as well as, like, these large mech machines. So you jump around, slash, and just wreck the robots. Uh, I'm not sure that had a release date, but, oh, cool.
1: Did it mention what platforms that was on? Because that sounds
0: awesome. It's coming to Steam. Uh... uh, uh. And Steve. Steam. <laughs> and Steam. <laughs> I don't know. It's coming to Steam, I can tell you that much. Now this next one. Um I'm calling it theft of ideas here. And this is called Turbo Golf Racing. This is basically just Rocket League golf. Oh, I feel like I've seen this before. It looks identical in style to Rocket League. Just look it up, it's so graphically the same. The car design looks the same. The lighting looks the same.
1: Oh, my goodness, it is.
0: The cars have a boost feature. They can do flips. It's, But you can have a light like to up to eight players. And the idea is that you race to the finish line. So you tee off. And you race to the finish line, pushing your ball. And it's the first person to get the ball in the hole at the end of the course.
1: Okay. It looks to sort of kind of Mario Kart aspects, because it looks like you've got, like, powers that you can use to give yourself the edge, so you can collect those as you go, and you've got weapons as well.
0: Yeah, it kind of looks like... um, What's that thing that... They did have some sort of power up thing in Rocket League, didn't they? I can't remember what they did. It was, like, uh, uh... a magnet thing, weren't they? And... Team Rumble, I think it was called. Movie, that have yeah. I think it's that sort of style. Yeah. But... Uh... You can't look at that game and tell me it doesn't line up. Really. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's going to Early Access on August the 4th. and uh, That's going to be on Xbox, Steam and PC, but not PlayStation. Interesting. Apparently. Now, you know how you mentioned Portal earlier? Really? Yeah. Do you want a game that's pretty much identical to Portal?
2: Oh, another theft of ideas.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is called The Entropy Center. So this is uh, played in the first person. So you have a... we well, don't have a portal gun, but you have a gravity gun of sorts. And that can affect the environment. So it can, mm-hmm. like, fix bridges and build walls and that kind of thing. And there are puzzles to solve using uh, gravity manipulation. Like pulling crates onto buttons. And then they unlock doors. We've seen that before. And those oh. moments do look exactly like things in portals. You know, where you've got lines <laughs> running from the button to the doorway. Yeah. So, so, yeah, um, and there's lots of physics based platform sections too. So, um, but you also have a robotic companion again, which we've seen before. Although, I think it might be on your good, I'm not quite sure. It didn't really show it that much. It might be a, a robotic character that's encased in your gun. Yeah, it looks um, like
1: it. Do you know where it should show like how many bullets you've got left?
0: Yeah, but it was like taking the mic out of your character, things like that. I think this is probably the closest we're going to get to a Portal 3. So, might as well just take it while we can. Uh, And this is going to Steam, PlayStation, and Xbox. Yeah. This next one. Oh! This one went straight to my heart. This one. Because It was funny, because actually, just a few days before I saw this, I thought, oh, I'd really like a game that does that. And then it it happened. And this is Brewmaster, the beer brewing simulator. Oh, Uh, this is the
1: one.
2: It's perfect
0: view. Yeah. So you set up this workshop uh, with all these like brew tanks and uh, gizmos, and you're using various ingredients like, you know, your malt and barley and all that. It looks actually quite in depth. You know, you've got like a checklist of the process to follow and okay. to get it right and all that. And you can customize your work area the way you like. So you can move tables around and furnish it and all that. And it says here uh, the game will include a story led brewmaster mode, which will teach you brewing techniques. And a growing suite of beer styles as you become acquainted with an ever-expanding array of equipment. You'll enter friendly competitions where you'll build your prestige reputation and buy new items for your brewing space creating your own relaxing hobby haven. You'll progress from equipment that would fit on a kitchen table to a luxurious brewer's paradise or you can throw caution to the wind with the sandbox creative mode where everything is unlocked and you're free to create whatever beers you cook with from what uh, from the get-go. I mean, I'm in heaven here. Day one purchase for me. I'm doing it. Uh, I believe it's I believe it's quit console. I hope. I, I think I remember it being advertised for PlayStation. Um, yeah. But the demo is now available on Steam. Huh. But I'm going to wait until the PlayStation version.
1: Yeah, so for that one, it looks like it's going to be coming out on Switch, PS4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, PS5 and uh, Microsoft Windows. So pretty much everything cool that's what i like to you
0: then we have um a twisted tale now we like uh monkey island that kind of those kind of games yeah yep. so this is very much in that vein so this is a point and click adventure uh inspired by those old LucasArts classics and it's got like a comic cartoon style with a humorous tone as you might expect that kind of thing and here you accompany vio so vio is a, a woman you control uh, on her unintentional journey through various realms explore broken cities, pirate ships in the deepest jungle, and other unreal places. And that releases later this year. No exact date for that one. But finally for this event, we've got Arctic Awakening. So, you play a pilot who crashes in the Arctic after his Mm -hmm. plane is chopped in half by a mysterious force. And he is accompanied by a therapy robot called Alpha, as he tries to survive in the wilderness and discover what happened by exploring the nearby area. Mm. It's all very mystical. Looks cold. Um, <laughs> that's coming to Steam consoles next year.
2: Well, see do you guys see? Um, well, I caught the, uh, the Capcom showcase, which I think was shortly after the Xbox and Professor one. I don't know if any of you guys also saw that one.
0: Yeah,
2: I watched that one.
1: Yeah, this one? Cool. Uh,
0: this is all been new to me. <laughs> so
2: uh the first thing that they showed off was um a little bit more on Monster Hunter Rise some the Sunbreak expansion. So they were showing off some of the new monsters that are gonna be in there. Um I didn't pick up on who they were, but I think there was uh there was various sort of uh, original creations and some returning ones from from previous games. Um, I think there was one uh, alternate one they showed off, which was called Luna Negara, Negaria, something like that. It's uh, it's one of like the the tiger winged ones um, that get got like an alternate look. There's normally uh, like a, a stronger version of it, so um, that looked cool. Uh, they shown off the new air, one of the new areas that's going to be in it, which is jungle. Which is apparently uh, sort of a returning area from a previous game as well, so that's, that's pretty cool. And then just showed off some of the new sort of challenges and whatnot, um, and also revealed that there was going to be um, a new demo coming out for it, um, which is going to be out on Steam and Switch, uh, I believe now. So you'll get to you'll get to challenge the like the expansion's title monster basically in a in a more of a harder challenge for it um, and some other stuff as well so that looked pretty cool
1: yeah it did like the so the demo it's gonna have some training exercises in there and then as yeah Matt said you've got you, you can challenge the the boss uh just going back to the monsters there was one called um espinas um which means thorns in spanish and mm-hmm. apparently that monster is fairly peaceful unless you attack it which made me feel really yeah. sorry for it. I know the game's called Monster Hunter and you've got to hunt the monsters, but just leave them alone for goodness sake.
2: <laughs> well, it, it wouldn't be funny if you couldn't hunt them, good would it? So yeah, at least they fight back and give you a challenge at least. So.
1: Yeah, true. But yeah, that that Gore Megala one. I, actually, when I first saw it, I thought, is this Godzilla? Because you see like the <laughs> the purple flames, and I mm. thought, I was going to use like some heat breath or something. But that one looked that one looked pretty cool.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm actually surprised they've
2: never done like a crossover with Godzilla. Actually, you think it'd be perfect. But anyway, moving from that, uh, we saw a little bit more on Street Fighter 6. I think there was just more of an explanation from developers on um, some of the new things that's going to be in the game. A little more explanation on what World Tour was, and some of the um, sort of like what we used to be sort of Overdrive and EX moves. Um, that, like, Ryu and um, Chun-Li use. You'll be seeing that and stuff, so... Still looking forward to it. Um, Let's know more once it comes out. I was a bit disappointed they didn't reveal an- another new character here. I thought it would be perfect time, but... We've got yeah. five so far, and the other leaked ones that we've already talked about. Yeah, so. the 23 <laughs> other <of> leaked <laughs> yeah. ones. Yeah. yeah, so there was that. And then the next thing they showed off was the Capcom Fire Collection. So, again something we've known about previous just showing a little bit more from from that um i think that has a release date
1: of 24th of june so pretty close yeah i mean that that looks there's a lot more in there than i thought there was going to be to be honest because they kind of gave us a list of all the games that are going to be there so we're going to get yeah. all, all five of the dark stalkers games mm. which is cool
2: yeah a lot of the Classic fighting games that they used to make as well that they haven't brought back, but it's no. uh, it'd be interesting to, to give them a try, see see what they play um, play like. So then we saw a little bit more of Capcom Arcade's second stadium. I don't know if that's the official tile or if it's, cause I feel like there's two names going around for it, but this was the one they used in the in the Capcom showcase. Yeah, yeah, just saw a little bit more about what's what's coming to that. A lot of games classic arcade games coming for that one various different Street Fires that they've got going I think there was like Hyper Street Fighter 2 I think one was shown.
1: It was Street Fighter Alpha I think Um, yeah I think what's good about this game is that you can buy them all but if you wanted to get them individually uh, yeah just to get the games that you want you could do that as well Uh, they also mentioned that when if you purchase the game you'll get Samsung free of charge and also for a limited time you'll get Street Fighter 2 the World Warrior for free as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. What was next, exO Exoprimal was next. So I think we've seen a bit about this in another... Well, in a direct. Mm. So this is where basically you play as a team of five and you have to fight dinosaurs coming out of these portals pretty much. So... Basically, there is an AI that guides the player called Leviathan, and it's the AI that's controlling these portals opening.
2: Yeah, yeah. We, we get a little bit more on the story and stuff of like we don't know why the AI seems to be doing it, but it, you know, you, you got a team uh, of exosuits they'll be using against against these poles and um, fighting against the. the Dinosaurs and whatnot. Um, I think we saw one or two new um, exosuits that they showed off. One that seemed a bit more of a, a long range support, um, using like the sniper rifle and stuff. And then I couldn't remember too much of the other one. It's, I, what I want to say it was more of a maybe an like explosives.
1: Yeah, more of like a heavy
2: hitter one. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it looks fun. Looks typical kind of capcom mental yeah
1: it did look insane yeah. definitely when that portal opened and these hundreds of raptors start coming through yeah like running on the bridge and then they're like coming down to you and you've got to try and like mow them all down it did look absolutely insane
2: yeah
1: now yeah. once they showed off the game they did say that there were going to be a closed network test at exoprimal.com now i did attempt to sign up for this but oh, yeah. I, w- I wasn't accepted oh that's a bit of a disappointment because i wanted to give it a go mowing down a ton of why you
0: weren't accepted
1: there is a list of reasons why i wouldn't be accepted um i think the main reason is is because they're only accepting testers from certain regions right now so i've got to wait a bit longer i think i've got to wait until the 24th to try again because they're Uh, only accepting canadian and japanese regions right now yeah I wish they'd have told me that. I wasted a whole three minutes signing up for that, but you know, <laughs> I will try again.
2: Well, try try again. Right after that, we got we got a little bit on um, Dragon's Dogma. Very brief, pretty much just saying please turn in tune into the uh, their on the uh, announcement they have got the ten years of Dragon's Dogma. No real announcement, which is a bit of a disappointment, but. Um, you know, the the actual event itself was actually pretty cool, I did watch, so I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that later on. And then afterwards we've pretty much gone to my my favourite part of the uh, showcase, because I just love everything Resident Evil, so we got good amount of news on Resident Evil Village um, finally showing off um, some of the extra content they've, they've made for it, so we've got a new DLC that's coming Uh, It's called Shadows of Rose, so this is going to be, it's pretty much going to be a continuation of the events after Village ended. So if you, it's going to be hard to try and avoid spoilers at this point, but basically by the end of it, you're in, by the end of Village, you're introduced to a new character called Rose, um, who is the, the door of the Village's protagonist, Ethan. And you're going to be playing as her and basically figuring out basically what, what her, she's basically on certain powers um, from this, uh, this mold creature that you fight at the end of it, of village. And you're basically like working out, like, what do these powers mean? You seem to, she seems to return to um, the Dimitrescu castle. And um, strangely enough, it seems to be taken over now by the the Duke character, though, isn't it? Who has some sort of weird mask on? Not sure why, but he's, he's able to summon these new mold creatures. Um, and then at some point as well, you you end up meeting another another girl who looks very much like Rose. Some sort of mystery there as well. But no, looking forward to it. It's, it's set about. 16 years they, they confirmed after the events of Village, so should be cool. Um, cool to play a little bit more about around the village environments and stuff and seeing what this new character is all about. So, there's that. Um, afterwards, we've got a bit more of an a expansion to the Mercenaries mode. So, you'll be playing these three new characters in there. Um, you're playing as Chris Redfield, um, so he'll play very similar to what he does in, in his part of the main story in Village. Um, seems to like using his fists a lot and he's got a bit of a sort of an airstrike weapon as well, where he'll bring sort of, sports missiles. Um, you're playing as Eisenberg, second character, uh, who'll be using his mechanical hammer quite a lot and be using his sort of um, kind of magnetic powers. Similar to, I suppose, McNeil from X Men. And then, final character that I'm sure everyone will love to be playing as um, and adore probably is uh, Lady Dimitrescu. So
1: I saw this. It looks insane because she's like nine foot tall, just taking these people out.
2: Well, yeah, you actually playing as like you are like nine feet tall, so like all the normal enemies and whatnot just look absolutely tiny compared to her. Um, and she's got this weird power where she throws furniture at them. Not sure what it's about. Like uh, there was one point she was throwing chairs and, and, and closets. But and then choking choking some of the um, werewolf enemies as well. I'm sure I'll be very lovely to see. Uh <laughs> so they've got that going. But... have everyone. Like
1: I wish I were a werewolf.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll not continue that one. So, and then the last thing they showed off is they have a new third person mode in the game so you'll be able to to play the whole campaign in third person which should be pretty interesting i'd like to see how how village plays differently being in a a new sort of third person mode um
1: how it changes yeah to me if anything it'd be a bit more scary because you can't see as much of what's in front of you so there'd be a bit more of an element of.
0: I was just gonna say I've not seen this, so does it a bit look a bit like how the two and three remaining not it.
2: Yeah, quite similar. It's it's a over the top over the shoulder kind of camera. Um hmm. and you'll actually see Ethan's model, so a lot of the promotional marketing around Village was to not show his face at all. Uh and in in game as well, pretty much you you very rarely see his face. So this would be interesting how whether they'll, they'll somehow try and cover his face up in third person or if they just, yep, yeah, you'll just see from now how he is, but no, it'll be interesting. And then they also confirmed as well, the Shadows of Rose DLC is played in first third person entirely as well. So, oh, that was cool. And then they made a mention um, that all, all of this DLC is coming into what's called the Gold Edition, so Resident Evil Village Gold Edition. So you can get the DLC separate or you can get it all in one package. And that's coming out on the twenty-eighth of October. Which is cool. So I'll wait and see go back into village at that point. Um they also made a very, very, very brief mention that the RE verse um multiplayer mode is also coming out at the same time as the gold <laughs> edition.
0: Forgotten about that, Yes. It's, just it's, the, it's
2: the Forgotten Child of, of Resident Evil. Um Literally, this is, like, this is like the first bit of news of our reverse that we've had probably since they were mentioning that they were delaying it. <laughs> mm. yeah. So we didn't really get to see anything new from it other than just a very brief mention, like I said. And then after that, we got some new glimpses of Resident Evil 4 Remake. Um, they pretty much replayed the same trailer they did from the state of play event that they had. But there was slight differences towards the end of where when when you saw Leon kind of lean against a um, car window doing his monologue now yeah. you actually saw his face there was a more of a close-up on his actual face um, and then the little bit of where he's kind of walking towards the village at the end he's actually stood within the village you get a bit of a close-up there um, and then they showed up they showed a very few brief glimpses of gameplay where you're walking through the village not the village sorry the the forest prior to the village you saw a little bit of that um and then saw so, sort of leon walking towards the first um villager house that's very re- reminiscent and iconic from the first game but you didn't actually see him go inside you saw him open the door and, and that was about it but um no absolutely looking forward to this like to see what it what they can do with a, a reimagining of the fourth game. You know, make it a bit more horror-focused, perhaps a little less comedy. I'd like to still see if they could keep those elements, but just make it a bit more kind of grounded, perhaps. But no, really looking forward to it. Again, that's coming out 24th of March, 2023. Um, and then the last thing in the Copcom showcase was um, pretty much showing off the new, I suppose, next-gen updates for... Resident Evil Seven, Resident Evil Two, and Resident Evil Three. So they're bringing all the you know bells and whistles of next gen, you know ray tracing, uh, 60 frames per second, um, and all all that kind of stuff. So that' cool. I would actually like to give Resident Evil Seven a go in with the New York dates because I think that's that was probably that was the first game in the new RE engine. The Reach for the moon engine, not the Resident Evil engine. Nah. as we found out, <laughs> and Mark and Nathan will deny that that's what it is. you know that was the one that was the first game in that engine, so that'll be the one that will probably benefit the most with all the updates and stuff. And they're out now. So cool. Yeah.
1: free upgrades.
2: All, I've not you know right. not tried it as of yet. They are free upgrades as uh, as Nathan's just mentioned. but definitely will would like to give them a try um, at some point. One one mention that I've seen as well, is because Resident Evil Seven did come out on PS Plus at some point. That version of the game you will not be able to upgrade, unfortunately. Um, a similar situation is what Final Fantasy VII remake was in until they eventually were like, yeah, no, you can upgrade it now. Um, so we'll we'll see whether they change their tune on that. Yeah. Come on, Capcom, get it done.
0: <laughs> so what else we got
2: so afterwards for myself i think as i mentioned in the capcom showcase uh, i also watched the 10 years of dragon's dogma event um so this was pretty shown and sweet it was 10 minutes long um pretty much for about eight and a half minutes they talked about the history of dragon's dogma how it came to be how um the lead director, I can't remember his name, but he's, he's worked on various stuff. Um, like he was on street, apparently he was inspired by Street Fire 2 and sort of um, very classic, you know, Dungeons and Dragons games. He wanted to make a game in that ilk, um, you know, he eventually made Dragon's Bog- Dogma, how they, they wanted to make the, the pawn system in it. So where you can bring um, other players, characters in Dragon's Dogma into your world and you use them as like your part and stuff the AI control and stuff they they looked at like bringing co-op into it but they thought it'd be more interesting to have this more kind of AI um system into which is pretty cool um but then you know towards the end they did their I want to say Capcom signature on how they reveal a new game by um (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, by uh, by essentially undoing their jacket and having it on a t-shirt, saying yeah. they're doing Driver's Dogma Two, which I think a lot of people were looking forward to. I think this also unfortunately got leaked with the Nvidia leaks and stuff and and whatnot. But no, I uh, I'm actually quite looking forward to Driver's Dogma Two. It's it's a game that uh, the first game I've gone into, I didn't get very far, but I like the aspect of like it's been it's very similar to Dark Souls but in a more kind of Skyrim sense of like it's very open world um and you interact with like the the I suppose the enemies of the world but you can like you can grapple on them and and all that kind of stuff it's it's a bit different to um Dark Souls it's got more of a fantasy style to it um but no we're really looking forward to know more about Dragon 2 unfortunately that's the only thing they kind of revealed was that they're developing it there's no Gameplay or trailer for it as of yet, but um, it's good. It's good to see they've finally said it. You know, they they finally we're doing this, so it'll be pretty cool. Right? Uh, any events you guys got interested in?
0: Yeah, I've got one of them, which is uh, the PC Gaming Show. Ah. So, uh, there's quite a few interesting stuff with this. I mean, I don't massively play PC games, but quite a few of these took my interest. I think yeah. they will be going on the platforms as well. So uh, the first one was a uh, Tactical Breach Wizards. So, you play is a group of wizards mm. who use special forces tactics uh, to breach enemy compounds and then take them down. <laughs> it's like presented in like a, a turn-based isometric format, which is not okay. normally my kind of thing. But I think just the uh, tactical breach wizards is just like just <laughs> it looks weird. weird, <laughs> weird. It's, just it's like yeah. It's just <laughs> like, so you use weapon weaponry as well as like your wizard powers. And, uh, based on the dialogue, it's got good humour, things like that. Uh, but there's no release date on that. So, oh. keep an eye on that. And then we had uh, The Invincible. So, this is a sci-fi first-person adventure thriller. And the gameplay shows you uh, riding around on a dusty red planet. And you come across... and Well, you get out of the vehicle, go through a tunnel, and you come across a disengaged antimatter cannon, they call it. And you find a robot wandering around, and then it mysteriously walks off. Uh, and then this antimatter thing comes alive and disintegrates this row wall. And then it turns its attention to you, and that's where the trailer ends. So, don't know how that oh, is. No. But um, the blurb it says here Regis 3 in the Lyra constellation is the place of your mission. I assume that's the planet you're on. Uh, your name is Yasna, and you are a scientist with a lot of experience under your belt. That you remember. Everything else is somehow behind a fog. You know you didn't come here alone. The entire crew was with you. They didn't suddenly dissolve into thin air. You have to know. You want to go out and find them. Find out what happened. Your intuition tells you that apart from the answers to your questions, you will discover something more. So yeah, it's all very mysterious. Mm. Yeah, I kind of like the style and the, the mystery of it. Want to watch for me? But yeah. again, it's just vague and says this year. So.
2: Yeah,
0: it's a lot of things. <laughs> now, this game, I've not, I've not played this game, but I got vibes of... Um, what's it called now? Is it First Class Trouble? Is that the name of the game? Also, I got the vibes from this, this this next game. This kind of thing. So it's called Deceive Inc. And it's a multiplayer competitive spy game. So you use social stealth and high-tech gadgets uh, with spy abilities uh, to gain like an advantage in you know? it. So, a series of players are asked to infiltrate a underwater hotel and mm. retrieve something, uh, ret- like retrieve a case. I think I think they said it's like blueprints, but blueprints of a special weapon or something like that. Yeah. And um, you've got to return it to a specific location. So along the way, you have to hide from your fellow players and try not to get killed by them. So you use gadgets to like transform yourself into household objects, so you can become a plant or a bench or something. Okay. Uh, and the aim is to be the last one to be able to the last person alive to extract this item you've got. Yeah. So the thing is you can you can do all the hard work, find the item, unlock it and all that. But then you can be killed like just before the extraction. Oh. And so okay. it's all yeah. so about like just be very careful and I guess you're gonna be very paranoid with things like that. But it looks interesting. But if you like those sorts of games, it's, I guess it's something like in the same vein as like Among Us and First Class Trouble and that kind of thing, where people yeah. are out to get you. Yeah,
2: it sounds like a mixture of um, something like Among Us with Prop hunt.
0: Yeah, there is another one. Like you're hiding
2: those like, it items up, and stuff.
0: Yeah, because it did show a bit where um, you escape via, I think it was a flying car that you escape out of. <laughs> um, just as they were about to get in the vehicle, somebody like popped up, who would be in a houseplant like, next time, just shot them straight at the end and just said, I'll have that. <laughs> I'll take
2: that. Yeah, so, oh, yeah, I like that.
0: those kind of games. Uh, so that's coming early next year on PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. Good. that a go. uh, Now we've got another sci-fi game. Lots of Oh, God.
1: The Summer Game Fest has been full it, of yeah. sci-fi, isn't it? <laughs>
0: um, this one's called The Altars. Uh, now, we only saw a CG trailer, this, but it shows a man waking up in a room, and he leaves this room and he goes down a corridor, and he walks into a room, and on the table is a dead astronaut. And he looks at the guy, and the guy is him. It's it's him. So he's okay. like looking at himself.
2: I'm getting returnal f- feelings. And here. then he looks
0: around, and he's surrounded by other guys who are stood around, all looking like him as well. So this might lead to believe it's about clones, but it's they the make of the game didn't describe them as clones, but they're altered versions of the man. So uh, these people are on like a mobile base on the on, on an alien planet, and the idea is that you have to utilize these other alters. I think I think they said something like you actually create them it's throughout the game, okay. but each of them are like they've got their own skills. So they all look very similar to you, but they're all slightly different, they're all They're alternative to you. Mm. You've got to utilise their skills to help you get back home. So you're all trying to get back home, basically. But um, I just thought that was really intriguing, but I think that's in the early development. Because so, there's no release date on that one. I don't know. Have you guys played System Shock back in
2: the day? No, but I did play Bioshock, which is its spiritual successor. So. Yeah.
0: Well system Shocks getting a remake so this is a remake of the nineteen ninety four classic so you take on the role of a resourceful hacker as you explore and survive the terrors of Citadel Station brought on by a rogue AI named Shodan it did look quite scary I have to say
2: yeah it is is meant to be quite a, a bit of a horror game, <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean to be fair, Bioshock did have horror elements, I guess um yeah, but to try and stay true to like the original game they've actually collaborated with the original makers of the game so
1: it should be pretty
0: yeah it should be pretty aligned with that uh but that just says it's coming to pc and console later this year no exact date then we had navalis this one i really like so this is a restaurant bar and michael management game but it's set in a cyberpunk city
1: that's interesting Hmm.
0: So you build your business with all this futuristic aesthetic and you can build like a uh, indoor greenhouses, like all these tanks, which are all like brightly lit and things like that. And um, so you farm like your ingredients, so farming, uh, and Then you can decorate your apartment, things like that. Uh, but of course, they've also gone and included fishing because why not? <laughs> because why not? So you can just go to them. The I swear dock. you
2: find every game that's got fishing
0: in it. <laughs> yeah, so you can go to the dock nearby and just fish. So you can sell in your restaurant, I guess. I don't know. But um, that's going to Steam and Epic Game Store, but no release date. This next one, this is good. This is, so, you know how we had the whole um, uh, Rumors of the Golden Eye remake? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm, yeah.
0: Well, obviously that didn't happen. But what we have got is a game called Agent 64 Spies Never Die. And this is a first-person espionage shooter. That's a homage. 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 homage (laughs) To Perfect Dart and Goldeneye. It looks really good. It's the graphics, the gunplay, the sounds, the music. They're just on point. It just sounds exactly like Goldeneye. Yeah. And you can even uh, Create your own campaign levels And share them with other people Oh interesting Now, now a demo available on Steam Don't know if it's coming to any of the platforms though um, It just says That's coming out this year But that does look really cool I do like that one a lot And then we got got uh, Backfirewall So this is a Tragicomic narrative Adventure and puzzle game set inside a smartphone so um the player is an application in charge of updating a smartphone only to discover that the update will kill them guided by the quirky cocky os9 a buggy old operating system desperate to avoid removal the player must hack their way out of the update process and trigger a system reboot to prevent the update and stay alive Struggling between self preservation and noble sacrifice, the player discovers a vibrant world filled with satirical humour, smart puzzles, surreal sights and unique characters. From apps who worship the mysterious phone user to those who believe their fate lies beyond the smartphone. And that comes out in 2022. That just looks pretty funny.
2: It does, it sounds really sad. Cool. Yeah, it sounds interesting.
0: uh But the, my final game for this. Still at a game that I'd love to play. Um and this was is a mod. I uh, use a mod that's getting a, like an official release um, for Half Life Alex in VR, obviously. And it's called uh, Half Life Alex Levitation. Now, we've heard, now, apparently, Half Life Alex is supposed to be one of the best VR experiences out there. Yeah. A lot of people seem to be really on it. And this is a really impressive mod. So, apparently, this is supposed to be like um, five hours in length, something like that. Um, mm. I think it's made by two people. But um, you just basically control Alex. She battles combined soldiers and headcrab zombies on her search for the source of a massive energy signature. That's uh, coming in quarter three this year. I need to play that game. Need to play it. Although it does look a bit creepy. I'm not sure I'd like the idea of headcrabs jumping at me in VR.
2: No, no, certainly
0: not. Hmm. Well, that is the PC game issue What have we got left?
2: Well, there was there was one more um, stream that I watched that I was quite interesting, even though my history with this series isn't massively long, and it's not uh, it's a favourite, but I want to say it's, it's one of my like, the highest ones. Um, That's but, it, big it up, Matt. Come on. Yeah, I'm trying to lower expectations at this point. <laughs> I'm saying, but I, I ended up watching the Final Fantasy VII 25th Anniversary stream. Um, so this was pretty much just sort of a, a celebration of everything that was Final Fantasy VII. So a few things um, that they showed off. Um, the first, the first two uh, mobile titles. So they showed off a look at, I suppose, what is known as season three for Final Fantasy VII: The First Soldier. So their their mobile battle royale game. I've not tried it. It, it looks, it looks like it could be. Fun in, in in moments I'd, I'd rather if they they brought it to sort of consoles like I, I think it would it would have a much bigger audience sort of thought plus control wise would be a lot better but it looked interesting enough the next one that was uh, more of an interest to me is uh, the shoot off more of ever crisis Final Fantasy VII. so this is like um, this is like a mobile remake of the crisis core game um which is like a, a prequel to final fantasy 7 and of final fantasy 7 itself so it's um it's essentially they've they've always kind of modernized the final fantasy 7 game it's like it's, it's over the top like it, it used to be what or the original was more of a stylized graphics and that and then when you go into combat it kind of reverts to the sort of remake engine. So everything's kind of more 3D kind of free form. Um, but it's, it seems interesting enough, like almost kind of doing a new remake for, for these games. It's a uh, it's strange strategy, I suppose, they've gone for, but they look pretty cool. Um, again, that's coming in mobile. Um, I think they mentioned that there's going to be a, closed bear coming later this year but they've not mentioned when the four games get released because i think they're they're releasing in chapters i believe so there was that and then the last two games are probably the more bigger games that people were well probably expecting one of them but didn't expect the other so um next game that is shut off is a they're remaking crisis core um, which is uh, a game that was on the original psp uh it looks as though they're making it in the remake engine but i think they're going to keep the gameplay very close to the original so although that's why i'm speculating what i just saw is it seemed more like it's gonna have remake combat but still have elements of crisis Core, where they had like um they're like a roulette wheel that's in the corner that sort of spins different characters and if you match match their numbers or whatnot you get like special abilities from them that you get to use for the character zach so that's pretty cool. So it's called Crisis Core Call Final Fantasy VII Reunion. Bit of a mouthful. And that is actually going to be coming out um, winter this this year to next year. They, they always seem to have winter down as obviously December, January and February. But it could also perhaps come out in March as well, p- uh, perhaps. Interestingly enough, it's coming out for PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, PC, Xbox One, Xbox Series, and Switch as well, which is interesting enough. Um, I also did, I've missed out as well that the start of the stream, they did announce that the Final Fantasy Remake um, integrated games will be coming for Steam as well. Still haven't come out for Xbox though, interestingly enough. I don't know if there's perhaps a console, exclusivity that sony seems to have bought on on the final fantasy 7 remake games um not sure hopefully we'll see it eventually on xbox yeah
1: potentially because that, that was a massive game on original playstation so they might have some sort of license there
2: they could do could very well do but you know xbox is getting crisis course so that's good um and the last game it, we got to see uh, our first look at um part two of the the remake project they're making with final fantasy 7 um so we got to see very small gameplay of what it's like cloud and um sephiroth making their way up to the Nibelheim reactor which was part of the original game um and we saw some fancy stuff um potentially hinting at what they're doing with final fantasy 7 remake which is sort of Retelling the story but changing stuff slightly. Um, so, if if to try and avoid too much spoilers, but I'm sure you guys probably won't mind because you'll never play <laughs> it. Final, Final Fantasy VII Remake is in in one aspect a remake and in another aspect a sequel to Final Fantasy VII. I won't say too much outside of that, if because if you do oh, play it, then
0: Final Fantasy Deception.
2: Pretty much, yeah. So the next part is going to be called Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth, um, sticking with the RE naming of things. So um, they also mentioned that this is the second part of a trilogy. So there will be a third part. Make guesses on what that one will be called. Um, I saw a lot saying Recycle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> some saying Revengeance. Um, just to play on the Metal Gear Solid stuff (laughs) but they also said that this is going to be coming out next winter so sort of close-ish only got to wait a year and a half for that one but no, really looking forward to it I think, like I said before you know, Final Fantasy VII Remake I really enjoyed, absolutely loved it debatable whether it was my game of the year that year, because there was also another game that came out that was very very good but, no, looking forward to it. Um, can't wait. So, and that was the end of uh, of the anniversary stream. And the end of Summer Game Fest.
0: Yeah. A heck of a lot that happened.
2: A yes, a, very much a lot. Even though I think there's also still one more stream that's actually towered as being part of Summer Game Fest, but it won't be until July. <laughs> oh, well. I'm like, what? No, it can't be. Can't be.
1: Away from that one I mean. for beta, brother.
2: Yeah. Well, but if it's not in
1: this podcast, it doesn't count. So
2: <laughs> any any highlights from from the rest of Summer Game Fest
1: for you guys? I think the ones that I'd say um, stuck out to me was probably um, Immortality, just for the uniqueness of that game, mm. um, and the way it's put together. I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah. Other than that exo that surprised me because that just seems really? absolutely insane it's why i wanted to sign up for the yeah. the closed <laughs> network test that they didn't let me into not salty at all because <laughs> i actually wanted to give that a go and also monster hunter rise sunbreak i want to give that a go i've got the demo downloading now because when i played was it i
2: was generations
1: generations yeah i think that put like a bad taste in my mouth in terms of Monster Hunter games, but I know the newer ones are not like that and they've modernised the menu system and the way that the game works. So hmm. I do want to give it another chance because I know a lot of people enjoy it.
2: But you didn't get very far into World though either, did you?
1: No, I got about 20 minutes in and then it was time for me to have my tea and then I never <laughs> picked up again.
2: I needed food, and then I was just never just 27 again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And then also, I think, PC Building Simulator. There is a bit be- open beta right now for that as well, so hopefully I can get into that one. Oh, yeah. Give it's that a go. It keeps getting rejected.
2: Mm.
1: But, but, yeah, I think it's been a, a really good like, varied showcase, and there's something for everybody.
2: Yeah, certainly. Um, I, I think these events always have something for everyone. Like, I mean, I, I suppose for myself, my main stuff was seeing the, the Resident Evil Village um, DLC stuff. You know, we've been waiting for a while now for that. And we finally got news. So, you know, any excuse for me to go back to Village, I'll take it. Um, you know, uh, some of the Final Fantasy stuff like Crisis Core. I think that would be interesting. I've never played Crisis Core. So I'd like to see, you know, the the originator of Final Fantasy VII. Well, that's all like. I was. Well, what that is all about, um, and obviously rebirth, going to see the next park. So I just want to jump back into Five Seven, really. I think some other stuff as well. Like some some of the stuff you guys talked about did did sound pretty intriguing.
0: Yeah, I think my highlight's gonna be uh, Agent Sixty Four. Agent Sixty Four. He's just proper classic that.
2: Yeah, uh, just playing on that
0: nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Coffee talk, because I I just really like that. Yeah. yeah. Be looking forward to episode two. And of course, Brewmaster. Oh, yeah. That's the one for me. Beer brewing. I'm all in. Oh,
2: no. I'd I'd definitely like to give that Bear and Breakfast a go.
0: Yeah. They they look quite fun. Well, there you have it. That's Naughty Three, Summer Game, Bonanza, Jeff Geely and Friends, whatever you want to call it, for a year. Plenty of good stuff to look forward to over the next 12 months, most of them which is pretty good isn't it uh, yep. normal service will be resumed on the next pod so if you enjoyed listening to us please consider tuning in next time we release bi weekly on Tuesdays you can visit our website at jokydolphin.com where you post the Hall of Fame also feel free to follow us on all social media platforms to continue the conversation you can find Joking Dolphin on YouTube and Facebook as well as on Instagram and Twitter at Joking Dolphin until next time thanks for listening to happy
2: non-E3 everybody. see you later